0: Well, I think it's positive for the governments because it's a way of diversifying their huge resources and investing them in markets. And if, you know, if they had invested, if you look at what uh, has happened in the last 10 years, the S&P has doubled. If you would, in a sense, just had invested it in a series of uh, funds, uh, you would have done much better than holding U.S. government fixed income securities paying less than 1% interest.
1: Welcome to the Investing for Teens podcast. I'm Ian Jackson. The voice you just heard is Ed Greeny, the former General Counsel of the Securities and Exchange Commission and current professor at Columbia Law School. Last week, I got a chance to speak with Ed on an emerging topic within finance and the world, being sovereign wealth funds. If you're not familiar with sovereign wealth funds, one way of putting it is a sovereign wealth fund is a state-owned investment fund comprised of money generated by the government often derived from a country's surplus reserves. Sovereign wealth funds provide a benefit for a country's economy and its citizens, or in simple terms, it's an investment fund controlled by a government where investments are made into domestic or foreign assets. Now, you may be wondering where this money came from, and the best way I can put it is that it came from either a commodity or a non-commodity surplus. For commodities, Sovereign wealth fund surpluses usually come from the exportation of oil. Norway's fund and the many Middle Eastern funds, like Abu Dhabi and Qatar, are just a few examples of sovereign wealth funds that have been created through commodities. More recently, countries have began creating sovereign wealth funds through non-commodities, such as foreign exchange reserves and fiscal saving rules. Each of these two origins of wealth for sovereign wealth funds tend to serve the same purpose and that would be creating a stabilized and long-term focused investment portfolio for when commodities such as oil run out or when non-commodity reserves decline. Nevertheless, sovereign wealth funds act as a stabilizer for their respective governments and are becoming a greater player in financial markets. Well, I mean, you're right
0: that in 2021, they had $10 trillion of assets, about 7% of all investments made in the markets. And I think the difficulty is, especially in Asia and the Middle East, these countries have huge reserves. And before, it was just sitting in U.S. Treasury bills, and that really wasn't generating what they needed. And there was a model that Norway had created in which, by using the resources That Norway had from oil, they could generate, um, by investing prudently, income that would help provide uh, a richer pension benefit for employees. And so I think the interesting issue is that with all these reserves, there's various ways to do it. One would be to have direct investment by governments. Uh, Governments would buy US treasuries. Next would be state-owned companies like Gazprom, that are oil companies, they could also um, invest to try to generate revenues, which would help the state. And then the third is the sovereign wealth funds, where you just put the resources you have into it and then that's invested and managed. Now, I think it's going to happen because they do have to invest their reserves to get better returns than they could otherwise get by simply holding US government securities. But the challenge is they are opaque. Many of them don't really disclose. Uh, what's in their portfolio, uh, what their goals are. And then, secondly, there are some concerns with respect to any time you've got a foreign government related entity investing in certain industries. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's concern in us, we have CIFIUS, is the uh, legislation that we keep updating to try to deal with that.
1: CFIUS is the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, which reviews the certain transactions involving foreign investments in the United States and certain real estate transactions by foreign persons in order to determine the effect of such transactions on the national security of the United States. I asked Ed how much regulation and what investments or transactions were CFIUS reviewing when it came to sovereign wealth funds.
0: If it's a foreign company, and it takes control or makes an investment that otherwise is subject to regulation, which would be an investment that gives you the right to name a director or gives you access to non-public information or otherwise uh, you can have more power than ordinary investor. That under CFIUS, if that takes place in a way that may jeopardize national security or in particular in technology, infrastructure, or certain data, companies that have certain sensitive data, then there is gonna be a review to be sure that um, the foreign entity is not someone that would threaten national security if it had control of that company or access to non-public information. Now, it applies to all foreign companies, except the UK, Canada, and Australia are exempt on the theory that the US is comfortable with their vetting of um, the entities in terms of how they invest on a cross-border basis. But but CFIUS is something that continues to be updated and before it was optional and that uh, you didn't have to notify, but it was made mandatory that with respect to certain uh, technology companies, infrastructure companies, and data companies, and also real estate, for example, um, Mm -hmm. with foreign companies buy land or real estate near airports or ports where boats come in and out, there's a concern about terrorism. Mm-hmm. So that also can be reviewed by CFIUS. Um, so sometimes there is mandatory notification. Otherwise it's optional, but p- most people will, if they're foreign investors investing in a company that might be deemed sensitive, will file a notice because if they filed a notice, CFIUS can't Um, after the period of time lapses, either they review it or let it lapse, they can't come in and subsequently challenge it. But Mm -hmm. if you haven't filed, then you can make the investment and CIFIA subsequently could come in and then decide that it was basically a threat to national security and force you to undo it.
1: In terms of regulating sovereign wealth funds and regulation within the United States, there are rather concrete rules around correct or incorrect investments made by sovereign wealth funds with respect to national security, and CFIUS obviously takes each investment or transactional approach by sovereign wealth funds extremely serious when thinking about national security. Seriousness around reviewing sovereign wealth fund investments has been heightened in recent years due to geopolitical tension. Continuing the United States perspective, the United States may be a little more reluctant to allow, or in turn, oversight more strongly to countries' sovereign wealth funds like China or Russia compared to allied countries. Recently, as Ed will outline, there have been international attempts to set ground rules, but the ability for a committee to enforce these rules on sovereign wealth funds is far-fetched.
0: There's been some movement to try to get sovereign wealth comes through the UN and others to have principles that they ask sovereign wealth funds to follow which is the governors to be independent of the government interfering with the investments that are made to be transparent about the portfolio and try to identify the reasons that they are creating the portfolio they do but many of them don't follow that Mm -hmm. particular (coughs) the uae and other wealth funds in the mid-east are very opaque and they have such huge reserves because of their oil gas that you know, they have billions and billions of dollars that uh, and the Chinese now are very significant in the sovereign wealth fund area too, because they've got huge reserves that they need to invest.
1: Clearly, attempts by international organizations aren't going to sway the opinions of government run funds or really what shouldn't be government run funds, but independently run funds to do the right thing. And Unfortunately, there aren't many standards which can hold sovereign wealth funds to some level of transparency or ethical manner. In turn, it's up to individual countries to regulate or deregulate sovereign wealth funds in a way that best serves their country. Though some funds such as Norway's fund have clearly expressed a level of transparency and have shown a way to operate funds outside and away from government's influence.
0: The most independent is Norway. They really do try to make Mm -hmm. The idea of having it it separate. And I suspect if you really wanted it separate, you'd build it into legislation to say we've created the sovereign wealth fund that the directors will be selected in this way, that there can be no interference by the government. But but the government can always amend that law. Mm -hmm. And it will always be, even if it's there, pressure can be brought to bear because it is government money.
1: The reality is that sovereign wealth funds will never be clean when it comes to not having ties to their own government, because, as Ed put it perfectly, it is government money. However, plenty of sovereign wealth funds have pushed and made many clean investments that are directly shaping the world for the better.
0: Well, in in some ways... If if there was a commitment to the Paris Accord in terms of reducing emissions and the sovereign wealth funds could agree that they will single out companies that are really committing to their carbon emission undertakings and support those companies, that could make a real difference in the market. Because one of the problems with ESG type of disclosure, you really have to get the market to really punish those companies that are making yep. the most disadvantageous. Commitment or that their actions are the ones that are harming the environment the most and reward those that are really taking steps to try to cure that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But and some sovereign wealth funds are doing that, that's really high on their agenda. Right. And, and there are significant, you know, as I said, we've got 10 trillion dollars in assets on a global mm-hmm. basis.
1: ESG investing, if you didn't know, is environmental, social, and governance investing, where investors take into account these three non-financial factors to rate and decide whether to invest into enterprises. Other standards many sovereign wealth funds follow are the Santiago Principles, which promote more transparency, good governance, accountability, and prudent investing practices. Obviously, not all sovereign wealth funds follow these ideals or consistently practice them, but many take strong stances when it comes to investing for the future and in manners that allow society to flourish. If you were to look at most sovereign wealth fund pages like Tomasics of Singapore, ADIA, Abu Dhabi sovereign wealth fund, or Norway's sovereign wealth fund, you would find many of these principles directly promoted on their pages and illustrated in their investments. Also, if you were to look at Sovereign Wealth Fund's investment portfolios, you may see alternative investments, or private equity investments. Ed mentioned previously in this episode that Cifius would review these investments, but there's an interesting catch that comes with Sovereign Wealth Fund's investing into private companies like a private equity would.
0: I mean, sovereign wealth funds tend not to seek control of companies when they invest.
1: Sometimes they do.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, they may seek to have board seats. They may seek to have access to information. Uh, they have a different risk appetite because they're not under pressure the way mutual yeah. funds and others are because they don't, they're not subject to redemption. Uh-huh. And the government wants it to take a long term view. So they'll invest in a variety of ways and they will, may get 30 to 40. But that's why what happened before it used to be only control would trigger CFIUS review, but they changed that and they want not just control, but significant investments where you don't have control, but you have rights that most investors don't have, access to non-public information, right to nominate a director to the board, or other types of perks that may come with it. Uh And that's where CFIUS will look because there might be some concern that, the sovereign wealth fund is investing to have access to information that can be passed on to the government and or state-owned enterprises.
1: In other words, sovereign wealth funds have become increasingly more active in investments or investing in companies similarly to private equity, and their levels of patience and large long-term interests could actually make them more suitable investors to private companies. Obviously the sovereign wealth fund would have to pass CFIUS review, but their ability to stay patient with young and -and up-and-coming companies is something that could grow in scale, as sovereign wealth funds do themselves, which could make sovereign wealth funds even more powerful and appealing to you individuals looking to jumpstart or raise money for your own companies. From this all, I think it's fair to come to the conclusion that sovereign wealth funds are becoming an increasingly more important player in financial markets with today more than nine trillion dollars worth of assets under management and many of the investments being made are ones that will not only benefit their own countries but the world as a whole however there's no doubt that political tension in geopolitics will continue to be a threat for both countries and sovereign wealth funds in their own respective ways on one hand countries such as the United States will continue to look hard and long at unallied sovereign wealth funds' investments into companies or equities. On the other hand, sovereign wealth funds may potentially have to look towards different countries to invest their country's money if politics becomes a significant issue. Although, at the moment, it seems that even while sovereign wealth funds have grown exponentially in size and power, regulators seem comfortable in their reviewings of the government. Run funds even during immense geopolitical tension. There's no doubt it will be a difficult task for countries and sovereign wealth funds to balance out, but surely a necessary one. Because today, many countries live off a single commodity, being oil, which eventually will run out. And if governments don't take actions by diversifying their portfolios through sovereign wealth funds, billions of dollars could be lost, and many individuals could be without a living. And a safe haven to call home. Thank you, Ed, for coming on to this unique episode of Investing for Teens, and thank you all for listening. While this topic is very different from the previous episodes, I found the topic to be one of great importance to investors and how the financial markets are being shaped, not only by individual investors, investment banks, but by governments themselves. Again, I'm Ian Jackson, and this was the Investing for Teens podcast.